Hello, and welcome to the Viva Wellness Podcast. My name is Jarrell. I'm Rachel. Thank you all for joining us after what has been a really interesting week. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, I was trying to think of what adjective I wanted to use if I was going to narrow it down to one. But I guess it is just an interesting, it's an interesting week. It's an interesting time. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously, for those of you who are not listening right around the time this is released, we're talking about election week. This is being recorded on the Friday after election day, mm -hmm. the 6th of November. It took me a second. Um and as of right now, as we're recording, we don't officially have a winner, but mm -hmm. it feels pretty good for Joe Biden that mm -hmm. he's going to secure the votes and um, electoral college votes, delegates, whatever, to secure the nomination. So that's where we are right now as we're recording this. And obviously, um, anyone who has paid, been awake, essentially, this week has is aware that it's a very... Um, so it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's super stressful. There's a lot of different things going on. Um, and obviously the uncertainty is not great for people in general, um, especially when it has this much meaning. Right. So first of all, Jarrell, how are you doing? How are you personally doing before we kind of get into global topics? What's your reaction? How are you feeling a few days later? Like, where are you at? Yeah. So I, I feel like... Um, I'm in a pretty good place today. Um, and I've actually been doing relatively well throughout this week. Um, I kind of, I, I've been talking to a lot of clients about, you know, creating like, not even just like a, a voting plan, but an election plan. And I also held myself to that. So I was pretty intentional about, you know, doing things to, manage myself throughout this time because I knew it wasn't just going to be a one-day thing um and so yeah I feel like I, I set myself up pretty well it also has still been very stressful um but yeah I think that I'm 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 doing pretty well and I would say though <laughs> on Tuesday was it Tuesday um there is I don't know if it was election day or not, but there was one day early this week, it probably was Tuesday, that as soon as my sessions ended, like literally hung up a call and my stomach dropped. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, now I can't like, I can't compartmentalize as much. Um, but yeah, generally doing pretty good, but like really would like to enjoy the internet again. I don't know how long it'll take before I can do that. So that's where I am right now. What about you? So the heavy sigh. I didn't intend that. Um, so I will say, and this is going to lead into the bigger part of the conversation. I think mm -hmm. the overwhelming emotion I'm feeling right now is I'm just really pissed and frustrated. I'm really angry. Mm -hmm. And I think it might be because while I'm not naive, and if you know me, you know I watch a lot of my local news stations, so it's not like I'm uninformed. Right. I was optimistic that this wasn't going to wait three days. Maybe officially, right, as all the nonsense kind of happened and everything <laughs> got officially counted, I thought we were going to have like kind of where we're at now Friday afternoon, where we're like, all right, not official, but like it would take a pretty 
crazy turn for things to not be in Joe Biden's favor. Mm. Uh, I thought this is where we were going to be Tuesday night. Uh, right. Because it felt like there were a lot of 2008 vibes going on where it was like America kind of collectively was like, all right, we got to drop the BS. Like, this mm. is a problem. What's going on? Like, we got to get it together and we got to push for this to be different. Yeah. Um, I felt a lot of that. And my then logic there was that, well, this is a worse situation. So, like, of course, it's going to be <laughs> at that level or better. Mm. Um, so like I said, I didn't, I wasn't gonna, you know, try to bet money on that, but that was kind of where I was thinking of like, you know, this is gonna, people are gonna pull through. Right. Well, that did not happen. Um, so, uh, so that made me, I want to say very just sad Mm. for the state of America. Um, because like I said, while I'm not naive to the fact that there were definitely Trump supporters, I really thought a lot of people in 2016 who were maybe on the fence or like, oh, this is interesting. Let's see what this is, would have realized like, oh crap, this was actually a disaster. That apparently didn't happen because Mm -hmm. as of we're recording this, like, what is it? 70 million, right? Around there? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, some, I always, I'm like, is it 7 million? Is it 700 million? Is it 70 million? It's never, it's not 700 million. Um, People voted for this man. Yeah. So like, that's an issue. And we'll talk more about that later, but that's an issue for me personally, Mm. regardless of who wins. Mm -hmm. And that was shocking. And I don't really know what number would have felt better, but I guess like I did not, I thought, like I said, that this situation that we had, that we have today would be what we had Tuesday night. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was it that just wasn't my perspective at all. So it's just really interesting to hear like and obviously been talking to different people throughout this time, but yeah. And you know, and as we say this, I don't know that it necessarily even came from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, like I couldn't say like, "Oh yeah, I talked to these people or watched this thing or read this thing." I just, I don't know. I just, I feel like maybe I just believed. <laughs> I was like, maybe it was hope. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was just like, hey, like, listen, like we did this in 2008 when right. things were bad, but nowhere near this bad. Right. And so like, of course we'll do this again. Like, and hmm. you know, I think that's generally how this country works sometimes is like when mm-hmm. preventative action is very rarely taken, but like right. when shit really hits the fan, we get it together. Right. And so, yeah, I think it was just based on like, this is maybe it was even this is what I need to believe in order to get up in the morning mm. up until the state, but yeah, but I think that was the initial thing that really was disappointing. But yeah, the anger and frustration actually kind of comes from not even so much the results, but but people's reactions to it. Um, mm-hmm. And so we have a we have a few topics, and in full disclosure for all of our listeners, Jarrell and I rarely come in with a plan for an episode. Like we know what we're going to talk about, right. but we kind of talk about like a general outline five minutes before we start recording, and then it's just a free form conversation back and mm-hmm. forth. There's not a plan. Right. I came into this recording with a list. <laughs> like, I have a list. We are hitting bullet points. I have things I have to say. Uh, to be fair, I didn't write a script. I just wrote bullet points, but. Right. This is how long I've been thinking about this. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's actually not that long. It That's right, 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 right. But, still, but it feels I'm thinking like about it a lot. Yeah. 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 So, point one, <clears throat> item number one on my list, calls for unity. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> here we go. I 
a hundred percent agree that when it seems like the inevitable is about to happen happens and Joe Biden wins, I agree that he is responsible for becoming the president for all Americans, whether they voted for him, whether they didn't vote for him, whether they didn't vote at all. He is a hundred percent responsible and obviously his team as well for representing and considering all people who live in this country. That's your job. That's what you signed up for. If you're a senator, you should consider everyone in your state. If you're a member of the House, your constituency, whether they voted for you or not, they're your responsibility. And yes, you have to listen to them because they're there too. You're there to represent them. However, I, and you, because you know, I'm going to speak for you too, because I know this is a fact. Mm. I did not sign up for that job. Yeah. There are several reasons I did not sign up for that job, but I did not sign up for that job. And most Americans did not sign up for that job. There are millions of us that do not hold elected office and therefore it's not our job. Right. So the calls for unity from people, individual citizens to individual citizens saying, oh, you know, your neighbors are still your neighbors at the end of the day. It doesn't matter who they voted for. Like we all need to come together. No, I don't need to come together with people who voted to take away my rights and the rights of my loved ones. Mm -hmm. I don't need to come together with the people who don't care that 200,000 Americans are dead, or if they care not enough to not vote for the person who created this massive situation Mm -hmm. um, and made it this bad. I don't need to be unified. And I'm actually fine with that. Yeah. It's, it's cool. I saw uh, my long-term doctor yesterday, yesterday, nope, Wednesday, (laughs) today's Friday. And he told me a story about how he essentially is now estranged from a good number of his family members in the South. This is a man of color. Mm -hmm. And he was like, at the end of the day, it's very simple. I don't want to break bread with someone who voted for Donald Trump. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. I hear you. I'm not going to take away your rights. Right. I'm not going to bully you. I'm not going to threaten you with guns. Mm-hmm. I think that's happening around the country. Mm-hmm. Hey, Arizona. Um, not going to try and drive you off the road. Right, exactly. Like, I'm not coming, I'm not going to come into your house and shoot you. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to be your friend. Right. <laughs> I don't need to be united with you. Right. I will respect your existence, but I'm not going to be united with you. And trying to tell someone to be unified and be nice to and break bread with somebody who is directly harming them right that's what this is this isn't just like a political disagreement of like right you believe high income earners should be taxed more or mm-hmm. you know what, what you're feeling on government spending on the military this is actually like you are voting for someone who is trying to cause direct harm to individual people by taking away their rights by taking away money by taking away family members trying to say to them like you need to be united with these people and respect them and you know let them into your heart essentially is gaslighting it's telling you're telling your kid hey that kid that just bullied you like go make friends it's okay like it's fine just go make friends be the bigger person Mm -hmm. no that's damaging it's invalidating someone's feelings and someone's perspective to minimize it to say that's cool but like go go unite with them and my other question becomes if I'm fine, and obviously I'm just speaking for me, but I would assume other people feel this way. If I'm fine with the division in my little micro space, why aren't you fine with the division? Why do you need me to unite with someone who I don't want to unite with? 
Yeah. That feels like that's something that if you are very stressed, that two people unrelated to you, like aren't you, aren't united, mm-hmm. I would check in on why. Because mm-hmm. maybe it's the best thing for me to not be united. And why are you taking that from me? I think becomes the question. Yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I, I don't like being told what to do. <laughs> first of all, first of all. <laughs> So, you know, like my default reaction is like, get out of my face with anything that is trying to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but yeah, it is. I think it's like it. I think gaslighting is appropriate. Right. I think that's accurate. And <clears throat> I don't know. I just think it's really sick. Honest, honestly, um, to, you know, have the to, you know, have have this sort of narrative of you need to be friendly, you need to be accepting of people who vote against your interests, um, and which those votes have very real implications on people's like daily lives, their access to healthcare, their certain other rights that they have. And so, um, yeah, like I'm just, I'm not about that. And I think, I, I guess I encourage everyone that is listening is to like really evaluate those like where those messages are coming from and like reassess like whether or not that's a healthy connection for you uh irrespective of where it's coming from um because there's yes as a country there has to be some sort of unity uh in order to keep moving forward but that's almost not up for debate like that that is happening you know that's and so like if you are if people are set on sort of not unifying i don't know then it seems like there's a another confederacy on our hands and that's going to be what that's going to be um but you know it is happening people are unified even though they don't agree because a lot of people do really love the opportunities and the access and things they do have in the united states and want it to be better for everyone so yeah. I don't know. And I think that goes to the idea of the all sides created equal situation <clears throat> where yeah. it's like, okay, well, everyone deserves a seat at the table. Everyone's voice matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not when you're taking away someone's rights. Right. <laughs> not when you're directly harming people or telling them they can't get married or can't have health care. Or, or can't adopt children. Right. You're putting children in cages mm-hmm. or shooting people in their homes. Like, nah. Like, you right. Know, that's not no. you get to have at this table. Right. And so, yes, like everyone's experiences and like what they need to thrive as citizens, 100%. Mm-hmm. This should not be the country for the 1%. This should not be the country right. for rural, just for rural America and on and on and on with all of like the cliches and subgroups of this country. Right. But no, like if you're telling me your seat at the table is that you're offended by the, just the words Black Lives Matter, you don't think LGBTQ people should get the same rights you do, you don't believe that everyone's entitled to health care and they can just die, no, like right. you don't get a seat at that table. And so if that's your objection, fine, you're not, you're not united. But like, right. that's not a thing you get to say, right? right. I don't get to say like, oh, I despise humans who wear polka dotted shirts and therefore like I believe they should be pushed into the street. (laughs) Like I can think that, but like that should not be 
anywhere near any type of policy decisions because right. that's I, not fair. I almost wore a polka dotted shirt today. Oh, that would have been really fun. <laughs> like I can't for everyone who doesn't know. I like I can't see him. Right. Uh, so that would have actually been really awkward. Right. <laughs> I like I, I actually so much so that when you said that, I looked down just to make sure I didn't. Yes. Because I, I was like, yeah, I really thought about wearing that shirt today. But yeah, it just that's it's not a both sides thing when you're right. directly harming and in some situations killing other people. Right. That's not a right that you have. You don't your opinion doesn't matter when we're talking yeah. about things like that. That's that's not political. Right. That's not political. Yep. It's not and that's not a debate. Right. And so in that case, like I'm so tired of people who hold those values. Yeah. Saying, well, no, no, like all sides, all sides. No, no, no. Like if we're talking about that, we're getting in the car, we're driving towards progress. And if you are just holding on to the bumper begrudgingly, well, then that's what it is. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. That's I not ain't slowing down. Right. Treating humans equally should not be up for debate. And yep. each individual person can feel however they want to feel. And honestly, yep. I'd rather people walk around and be like, yeah, I'm racist. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. Thanks, America. That is your right. And yep. now thank you for telling me so I know to not try to be friends with you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that is your right. You can be racist all day long. You mm -hmm. can hate women. You can hate transgendered people. You can mm -hmm. hate everybody. Yep. But that should not go into policy decisions. And right. that's the line, right? right? Like you get to have your opinion. You get to share it with anybody who wants to listen to you. Mm -hmm. Who don't get to make decisions based off of that for everyone else. Right. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. So no, I don't want to, I don't want to unite with people who feel that way. Mm -hmm. And sorry, but a vote for Donald Trump is either I support these ideals or I don't reject them enough right. to have it matter whatever the reason you're voting for Donald Trump is. Like the fact that the mm -hmm. rights and lives of other people did not supersede like the economy, just going with the talking points. Um, yeah, no, I don't want to unite with you. Yeah. Like you can have those feelings, but like not in my space. Right. Point number two, bullet point number two, misinformation. Mm. There's a point that why we're saying this and we're not just going to repeat the same thing that everyone says of like, hey, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Trump should stop lying. Okay. Right. So obviously that has been a theme of the last four years, um, longer mm. than that. And, For sure. and yes, all politicians lie, which like, let's get into a debate of like why that needs to happen in the first place. Right. But he took it to a whole new level. And mm -hmm. most people are against that. Like, hey, lying is bad. We need to be really careful with misinformation. Mm -hmm. But there's been a lot of that this week and not just from the craziness that the White House is spewing in regards to the vote count. Mm -hmm. I am going to be really blunt and transparent in that I have said to multiple people, and now I will say it here, that I have felt the urge to set Instagram on fire this week. <laughs> Not literally, because that would require me setting my phone on fire and that right. would be But if like there was something that I could like metaphorically cause, do to cause Instagram to burn, I would have absolutely done that. Mm. There's a lot of tips, and I'm putting that in air quotes, no one can see that, mm -hmm. and advice. We heard it. Oh, right. Also in air quotes, I know I had a tone, that was not subtle, about stress management, self-care, mm. anxiety, election-related depression, I'm trying to think of all the other buzzwords, but I think I got most of them. Someone said election-related depression. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. 
Oh, do you don't know this? There's all kinds of Mm-mm. this like, one. Re- part of my plan. Depression. Listen, part of my plan was to be very limited access to social. So pandemic depression is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and seasonal, the fact that seasonal affective disorder became seasonal depression is a whole different topic of conversation. Yes. But yes, there's a lot, there's lots of flavors mm. of depression these days. Yeah. According to Instagram like Baskin and, and people who have no business sharing this information. So you kind of see where we're going with this of that. Mm. There's a lot of tips being shared on these topics and spoiler, all of the things I just mentioned is mental health care. It doesn't matter if you slap a fancy buzzword on it, like wellness or mental Mm -hmm. wellness or self-care or whatever else you want to call it. Stress management, also mental health. Like it's not a thing that everyone can dispense advice on. And I'm trying to think if there is a thing that everyone can dispense advice on. Like, I guess maybe putting on pants, right? Like that's even that. Is there a pan? Is there somebody who's like, oh, I guess like if you ma- like make clothing, sure, we could all be putting pants on wrong, right? I like the zipper's supposed to go in the back or something, right? Like I right. wouldn't give advice on how to put on pants, right? Anyway, that was a weird example I came up with. You're not qualified to share anything related to those topics unless you are a mental health professional. Like that, I'm not even sugarcoating it. That's just mm-hmm. what it is mm-hmm. because it is healthcare. It is the same thing as if you are trying to share medical information. And the reason you think it isn't is because mental health care is stigmatized. And for all of you people who are wellness advocates, also in air quotes, who continue to perpetuate that stigma by sharing information you're not qualified to share, you're not helpful. You are saying like, oh, therapy's great. Take care of your mental health and mental health matters. And we got to talk about it. You're not helping because you're still going with the theme of like, this is not a thing in which you that it's okay if you can't manage it yourself right and need to seek out a professional right right and so just read this article right 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 so instead (laughs) if you are somebody who feels strongly about mental health and that people should take care of their mental well-being cool i applaud you here are two things you can do and we did a whole podcast episode on this, but we will mm. link to in the show notes, but apparently we have to say it twice. And to be fair, now I'm saying it a little bit more heated, so maybe you'll have a bigger impact. But you can share things from your personal perspective and you make it clear that you're doing that. Like, I'm going to stick with the pants example. If I want to share how putting on pants has helped me by doing it a certain way like hey this is a great way to put on pants and this is how I put on pants and this is why it's beneficial to me and all I'm doing is sharing about how this way of putting on pants has helped me I'm not a pants expert it's my perspective you get to share your perspective all day long as long as it's clear that hey I recommend doing meditation for example because it has helped me and that's where that's my basis of knowledge yeah talk about yourself right I love pants this way. Right. Right. Or cite a mental health professional. Mm. You can share the information, but make it clear where you got it. Yes. You didn't come up with it on your own. It actually is ridiculous because all of this information that gets spewed all around social media, that came from a mental health pro. You're just not crediting the mental health pro it came from, Mm -hmm. which is rude to be Mm -hmm. honest. It it all came from mental health professionals. No one made this up. Like you might see something of like, 
journal or, you know, the thing that's going around a lot I see is uh, the grounding exercise, like five things you can see, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And no one's giving credit to the mental health professional who either re-suggested or came up with it in the first place. Like you didn't make that right. up. That yeah, it has, it has roots in dialectical behavior therapy, which, which is was a thing. created decades ago. The real thing that right. I paid lots of money to learn. Right. <laughs> and so did other mental health professionals. And that's where it came from. And my question then becomes, if you're like, oh, why do I need to cite a mental health professional? Why do you not want to? Right. Because you're trying to get clout for right. what you think are good ideas. But actually what you're doing is you're reinforcing stigma about mental health because you're refusing to assign the knowledge to where it came from. Right. You're stealing the information and yep. you're using people's mental health struggle to benefit you, which now doesn't make you sound like a wellness advocate. It makes you sound corrupt. Yep. <laughs> Not going to lie. And I just think it's, it's something where... Uh, on aside from the note of this, this principled idea of don't share information that you're not equipped to share, which like, can we even just talk about why so many people need to do this? If you don't have knowledge and you can't show your work, remember when teachers in elementary school were all like, show your work. Oh my God. So I never, it was so annoying. I never thought that I would ever use it for math, but man, is that a helpful concept now? Right. Before you speak, know how you're going to show your work. If I say like, oh, the sky is bluer on the third Thursday in November, every single year from this time to this time, are you going to believe me? (laughs) Or maybe would you be like, what? Oh, that's weird. How do you know that? And then maybe I'll tell you my source. They're like, oh, I'm a meteorologist. I'm not. Or like, oh, I read it on weather.com or I follow John Davitt, the best chief meteorologist ever for New York One. And he told me that information. And then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. If you don't know, shush. Yeah. (laughs) It's fine. There are all kinds of things that I know that someone else doesn't know and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Just share what you know. If you don't know, you don't know. And that's cool. But the misinformation isn't just spread by the crazy person in the White House. It's mm. also spread by people just spewing information that they don't actually know anything about right. rather than letting the people who do know share it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Or if you're sharing it, credit the people who you got it from. Because yeah. then you know. And say like, hey, I know and here's why I know. Right. And uh, even on something like Instagram, right? Like it's so easy. You can just tag the person you got the information from right, or write it in your caption. You're like, right. Oh, I read this thing on the CDC website or, or, you know, I, you know, was on Rachel Gerson's Instagram page tag and like, this is what she said. And I've been thinking about, this is what I think about it. Do that. Right. That's it. Right. right. And it also, in addition to just information that didn't come from you and be and portraying yourself as an expert in something that you're not, which is what you're doing at the very least inadvertently when you're not showing your work. Mm-hmm. Part of what mental health professionals are trained for is the way that information is presented. Mm-hmm. I don't just speak in therapy sessions with clients the way I speak to a friend. I was just going to say, people probably don't realize how thoughtful we are about asking questions. Right. And relaying information and right. the way we phrase suggestions. Right. And the goal of therapy right. is not to tell people what to do. Right. It's to help them figure out what they 
think they should do and what the best solution for them is. Mm. And I'm not, I'm not going to lie. We get, I'm saying we, cause I'm sure this applies to you too. Mm. A lot of questions that are like, Oh, but you know, what should I do about this? Or like, do you think this is a good idea? Mm-hmm. We never say yes or no, not because of the stupid stereotypical, like, Oh, therapists are blank slates and we don't have opinions, but because who cares what I think you should right. do? What works for you? Right. What works for me might not work for you. And if I'm giving a suggestion, I make it very clear of like, oh, here's something I tried. Right. Also, but you could do this. Or like, oh, I don't like this, but this is something that might be helpful, you know, something you could try. Mm-hmm. And that might sound very straightforward and easy, but no one speaks that way normally. Mm-hmm. I could go and flag, like if we pause this episode right now, or like I did this while we were recording, I could probably flag like 25 Instagram posts that are like, nope, that's leading, that's leading, that's mm-hmm. leading, that's not open, that's not leaving people to interpret what works for them. We don't talk like that. Right. But part of being a mental health professional is being trained to view things in that lens and also to communicate them that way. Right. And so there are so many things where it's like, here's how you practice self-care. And then they list the five things. So the problem with that is whether you as an objective observer thinks that like someone should be able to discern this or not, that's not how the human brain works. Someone who's struggling is are going to read, they're going to read those five things and then they're going to try them and they're going to be like, oh man, those didn't work for whatever reason. And there could be hundreds of reasons why it didn't work for them. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to feel worse about themselves mm-hmm. and they're going to say, well, it doesn't work for me. And then on top of that, because it's being suggested or recommended by a quote unquote normal person who they can relate to like, oh, this person's just like me. Oh, they can do it. Why can't I? Wow. I must suck. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. You can debate it. You can say, oh, well, of course I'm sharing this, blah, 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 with the idea that, you know, it might not work for everybody, but you're not sharing it with that. You didn't say that. Right. And most people, every people, all the people, (laughs) words, I don't know, have the default setting of that if something goes awry, our first Mm -hmm. mental conclusion is it's my fault. Right. I did something wrong. Right. Right. And by the way, therapists help you switch that. That's right. Which is why it's helpful to get those suggestions from someone trained to do so. But you're actually potentially, you know, long story short, you're potentially causing more damage than somebody who's seeking out assistance through your Instagram even came in with. Yeah. And I'll, I'll even make that a little bit stronger. Stronger, You're likely causing damage. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Even you though you're trying to be helpful. That. Right. That like, I would say, I'm even going to go out on a limb and say, you are hurting more people than you're helping mm. who read that post. Even if it's not a tragic situation, right? Where it's like, somebody's like, oh my God. And now I'm in like this, I've fallen deeper into the cycle of depression and self-loathing. It might just be a ping of someone feeling like crap about themselves yeah. for five minutes. And somebody who has good mental fortitude can move on from that pretty quickly. But like, why right. are you causing that? Right. Unnecessarily. And also, yeah. how do you know that meditation is good self-care? Right. And <laughs> I was just going to say, because um, I, I, I practice meditation and it's something that comes up <laughs> like with so many clients. They're like, oh, I tried meditation and like it didn't work. And I'm like, yeah, because it sucks. <laughs> it's my personal opinion. For you, right. How I can differentiate, <laughs> that's because I paid a lot of money to go to school to be able to know that me just saying it sucks without right. a disclaimer of like, for me, right. but that doesn't mean it sucks for you. But yeah, right. no, I'm with your clients. Yeah. So that- like, 
I talked to so many people who like, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. And I'm like, how did it not work? Let's talk about that. And then like, I help them better understand the practice and then they still decide whether they want to try it again or not. And I can give them concrete suggestions on how to make it better, a better experience for them. Because most people say like, oh, meditation is a self-care, self-care tool. So I'm going to do that. And then they just like plug something in and do it. And they're like, oh, this happened. Or like, I couldn't do this and it didn't work. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe you're missing some key information and maybe that's not individualized to you. And maybe it's not for you. That's okay too. Right. And the key part there is the individualized because while there are general suggestions, Mm -hmm. no human is the same. And you made such a good point is that meditation is not just like meditation or not meditation. Right. Or journaling is not journaling or not journaling or like movement is Mm -hmm. very nuanced depending Mm -hmm. on the person and the point of actually having a mental health professional give you those suggestions whether generally on a platform like instagram where they know how to phrase it to not necessarily alienate people who don't fit into what they're saying or even better in individual sessions is that we also know you right so like Jarrell, if I was your client, are you suggesting meditation for me first? Like that's nope. probably not a thing you're going to do. Right. Um, and that avoids a suggestion of something that's probably not going to work in the first place. Like you're doomed to fail because it just isn't for you because not everything is. And then you feeling bad about yourself afterward where like in reality, that wasn't going to work anyway. Right. It's like I go and I'm like, I'm going to make you know, pineapple upside down cake with this apple. And then I go and it's not pineapple upside down cake. And then I'm like, oh man, I'm awful. No, I had an apple. Like it's never working. (laughs) It's not a thing. Even before I started, I had already failed. Right. And that's okay because not everything is for everyone. Yep. But the way it's framed, it doesn't remind people of that. And it isn't suggested in a way that doesn't make people feel as if, if they don't fit into that mold, that there's something wrong with them. Yeah, I've definitely had situations like in working with clients where they said, oh, like a, like my friend like said, do this thing. I did that thing and it didn't work. And I was like, hmm, let me tell you why that didn't work for you, <laughs> because I know you differently <laughs> and I can see things that maybe you're having a hard time seeing. This is why it didn't work. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. I'm like, yeah, this is why not everything is for everyone. Right. So, yeah, that's the that individualized perspective and someone who can see things from a more objective perspective is really helpful sometimes even for just what am I going to do for self-care? So. Right. right. So the moral of the story, if you don't know, don't say it. And if you find information and you want to share it, share your work. And talk or talk about yourself. Right. Yep. That's it. It's very simple. People making it too complicated. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not an expert in it, then don't share it as if you are. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, if this continues, maybe I'm just going to get salty one day and start commenting on all of these posts and be like, how do you know? How do you know? Who told you that? Where did that information <laughs> right. come from? Why right. are you saying that? Can you show your work? And I'll probably get blocked a lot, which is just unfortunate because I'm, I'll be making a good point if not mm-hmm. obnoxiously. Right. Speaking of things that don't necessarily work for everyone, there is this vibe. This is bullet point three, right? Three. Yes. I was counting, so I figured I'd continue. Uh, we have this vibe of that we have to be constantly plugged in. 
Mm -hmm. I've also seen a lot of posts, and I know it sounds like my world is on social media, which would not be the case if we were not in a pandemic, but the only (laughs) way I interact with humans is over social media these days. So this is what it is. Mm. Seen a lot of posts about people like meeting with friends or outdoor dining or moving and like not moving like residences, moving their body um, and needing to check like, oh, got to check or got to pull over on the sidewalk while I'm walking and check to make sure that nothing happened. Mm. If that makes you feel better, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been telling people this week that like, ignore, this is another reason why people should only share information who are trained to do so. Best practices, sure, might be limit your time on social media, limit your news consumption. Like that might be kind of the general, like if you had to put a best practice label on this, but Mm -hmm. I'm also in the mindset of like, listen, if it makes you more anxious to be away from it, then turn the television on, Right. right? Like check into how you feel. And again, that there's no blanket, one size fits all. I've had New York one on most of the entire day since Tuesday, because I always do that. And that's just like, I'm not going to change that because they're talking about the election. And also that doesn't phase me. Mm. So I'm good. So I keep it on. Okay, cool. That's how I stay informed. Got you. But if you're feeling like you have to be plugged in just for the sake of being plugged in, like there's a lot of vibe of like wanting to be one of the first people to know or not wanting to be the person who an hour after they officially announce that that doesn't know. Mm -hmm. And my question is, well, why? Like, what difference does it make? What if you find out, what if they announce it at five o'clock and you find out at 6.30? What's the difference? Because mm-hmm. for that hour and a half, you were spending time with a friend or taking a walk or watching a movie or doing whatever. Like, why does that actually matter? Yeah. Is that significant to you in some way? I mean, if you're a journalist, maybe it is. Right. <laughs> maybe that means you failed at your job. But otherwise, <laughs> like, I just feel like we need to get into this habit and this is kind of a good segue to a, you know, a larger conversation, but of asking why, mm-hmm. why do you need to know the second it's announced? Mm-hmm. It's funny. Cause there was a lot of stuff about like on Tuesday night where people were like up till four o'clock in the morning and it's like, <laughs> Hey, guess what? While you yep. were sleeping, nothing happened. <laughs> like why uh-huh. are you up? Because what, what changes if you hear that information at four o'clock in the morning, which there was no information, but hypothetically Mm. four o'clock in the morning compared to like seven o'clock when you would normally wake up. Like what Mm -hmm. difference does it make other than the fact that you're now exhausted if you were checking your phone at four in the morning? Yeah. It's just not necessary. And I think that leads to a larger conversation about why. Mm. Asking why. I, I ironically, like I'm, I went to bed early on Tuesday. Like earlier than normal. I was gonna say, what is early for you though? Like earlier than normal. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, nope. And, and part of my like self care throughout this week was, I'm someone who, like the kind of commentary and conjecture, stresses me out, mm. so much. So I could not. I I've watched less than two minutes of news coverage about this election. Not joking. Um. I have what my plan was and what I allotted for myself was to look up the results from, you know, the votes on, on a map on the internet, no more than once an hour. And that's what I did. And that worked for me. Yeah. And so, yeah, because it really is a question of like, why would I stay up all night watching this? 
one, because I also didn't believe we'd have an answer. So I was like, this is pointless. But two, um, like that would make things much, much worse for me. So I found my own path with that of being informed and being quote unquote plugged in in a way that worked for me. Yeah. You just have to ask yourself why. And if there's a reason that you're good with, cool, keep it up. Um, But the question of why is also a bigger issue. I don't know if issue is the right word, but bigger question. That's redundant. Anyway. Right. Of we as humans, and I've noticed this a lot this week, Mm. accept things that damage us Mm -hmm. without asking why we're accepting them. Mm -hmm. that's a really good example right somebody is like dragging all day long on wednesday and thursday and Mm -hmm. friday people were up at four o'clock in the morning when i don't even remember what state changed georgia maybe i don't know but there are people tweeting at three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning that i'm seeing as i'm waking up this morning at not three or four in the morning Mm -hmm. and i'm just like what did this do Mm -hmm. (laughs) what did this get you and they're talking about how it's damaging them how it's hurtful because they're Boston and they feel like crap and they can't work the next day and yet they're doing it mm-hmm. and you know honestly like some things are worth it like I run marathons I'm not against doing things that hurt you because, <laughs> but is it worth it like are right. you asking why um because I will say like as any marathoner will know at least like once during that race you're like why <laughs> like, sure. why am I doing this right now Ask yourself why. And it's not just about plugging in. Right. Obviously, I've seen that come up a lot. But it's also, I'm seeing a lot of things and like memes and jokes about why are we spending so much time thinking about Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. I was not meant to spend so much time thinking about Pennsylvania. And I'm in like, I'm with everyone on that. Like the only thing that's doing is making me really sad. My favorite out of town race in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania was canceled this year, mm-hmm. like everything else. But uh, so I don't want to think about Pennsylvania anymore. It just makes me sad. But mm-hmm. people are like really stressed about like, oh my God, why does Nevada matter? And like all of this stuff. Well, has anyone asked why? Right. Like, why are you so stressed about Pennsylvania? Why, okay. why is the system like this that everybody has to be up at three o'clock or four o'clock in the morning watching the state of Georgia? That seems crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if it seems crazy, maybe we should investigate why that's happening. Right. And if you do, you're going to go down the dark hole of the racist thing called the Electoral College and the history of that and why it's actually super problematic that four million people more have voted more for Joe Biden than Donald Trump, and yet we're still waiting to hear who won the election. Mm-hmm. But what that does is, other than maybe stress you out and depress you initially, that's how we make change. Right. You can't By asking why. Unless, exactly. You can't change something unless you know why it's happening. Yeah. And so in addition to just the election season, I just encourage people to start doing that more. Mm-hmm. If something is harmful to you, ask yourself why. Why are you doing it if it's harmful to you? Mm -hmm. Sometimes you might come up with an answer that's like, because it's worth it. For whatever reason, it's worth it. Cool. Then there you go. Problem solved. But ask yourself why. And honestly, that can be in a bigger conversation too of literally question everything. If you hold a political value or a principled stand on something, why? Mm-hmm. where did that come from why do you think that what makes you think that who originally told that to you yeah. and you could land in the exact same place you started in but at least you're choosing it rather than it just like leading your life and your thought process and your decision making 
for who knows what reason. Right. Maybe when you evaluate it, right. Maybe when you reevaluate, it doesn't make any sense to you anymore. Mm -hmm. So question these things. Like you don't have to be a slave to how things have always been done just because they've always been done, whether that's the election or your own daily routine or your own belief system. Mm -hmm. So why? That's the question of the day. Why? Lastly, I've lost track. Old point four, five, sixty. I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. When I'm going to say when cautiously, optimistically, if slash when couldn't do it. That Joe Biden great Broadway the show also what? said great Broadway show also. If when. Oh, I was like, what did I say that isn't Broadway show? If okay. when, yeah. Um, Joe Biden wins the election. Mm. It is a literal win. It is something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. It is not just a celebration. Right. What we have learned, and we mentioned earlier in this episode, is that a large portion of America, whether that's 7 million, 70 million, 700 million, 700,000 million, I don't think that's an actual number. Can you have 700,000 million? No, that's silly. I'm, uh, we're doing numbers now, and no. I'll look it up later. <laughs> However many people, a large percentage of this country signed on for racism, signed on for sexism, for homophobia. Xenophobia. For, yeah, oh my God, all the things. Um, mm -hmm. That's a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like half of the country, half of yep. the voters, yeah. essentially, give or take some percentage points. Right. Um, it shouldn't be this close considering, even putting aside the things he says, it shouldn't be this close considering what has happened over the last four years and what has happened over the last eight months. Yeah, I was going to say even just this year. I made a really not funny <clears throat> dark joke because that's just where I was. Mm. Of, so the U.S. had 120,000 coronavirus cases yesterday, mm -hmm. yesterday being Thursday, November 5th. And I shared this with my husband. And then I said, don't worry, Japan had 108,000. And he's like, today? And I go, no, over the course of the entire pandemic. This isn't a, like, oh, it's a pandemic and it's a virus. What are you going to do? It's God's will. No, this was preventable. Right. It was right. at least preventable to getting this bad. And right. I even want to go out on a limb and say it was preventable for it spreading across the entire country because there used to be mm -hmm. a pandemic task force or whatever the official name for it is that, ironically, Joe Biden, when he was the vice president, set up with Barack Obama, and it got dismantled. And it got dismantled in, like, 2018. And then, hello, we have a virus. We had a pandemic. <laughs> not right. a coincidence. Right. Like it's just not. Um, and so this was preventable and 200,000 people are dead. And I'm so sick of people just talking about dead versus not dead. And so yeah. even more of those people, more people than those 200,000 are, ha are suffering because they've lost loved ones. Because mm -hmm. I think there was, I read something where it statistically showed that for every person lost, there are at least, there are an average of five other people impacted by that loss. That makes perfect sense. And so already you're multiplying 200,000 times five mm -hmm. on average, mm -hmm. but then you're also not taught even counting the people who have long-term health effects, right. who can't breathe, right. who have a heart condition they didn't have before, who have lost money and income and time and life experiences because we can't do anything for the last eight months. Mm -hmm. 
even just that alone should have made this a landslide election. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. Right. We're tallying votes on Friday afternoon because it's that close. There's so much more work to be done. Yes. And I don't want a situation where people say, well, Trump is no longer in office, so therefore, like, I'm... <laughs> well, some people head. are going to say that. Right. We're like, oh, America's great again, which is like, I didn't mean to do that on purpose, but like, right with it. Mm. Um, because there were a lot of issues even before Donald Trump was right. president. That's why Donald Trump was president. Exactly. And I just hope that in the interest of kind of holding two things at once, that we both celebrate that the crisis is passed in terms mm -hmm. of having this fool in the office, but also still holding that like this is not just a celebration and there's a lot of work to be done yeah i think i'm done yeah are, are you done <laughs> yeah i think that pretty much covers it <laughs> feels so much better now um not really i'm still mad but right. right hopefully you are all taking care of yourself the best you can and honestly that is my advice to everyone is that throughout the rule book if it, mm -hmm. As long as it doesn't end you up in a hospital, yeah. that damaging to your well-being, right. cope with this week however you need to. This yeah. is actually crazy what mm -hmm. we're going through right now between so COVID right. and the election and the world literally being on fire. And I think the like murder hornets are still out there somewhere. Oh, goodness. I mean, I don't know. They killed them in Washington. And I don't, are there more? I don't know. They kind of faded into the background. That is what this year is. The right. story about murder hornets has faded into the background because other things are crazier. It's not, e oh, I almost made a punny joke. And then I was like, it's not even a B story. Um, <laughs> right. But it's like, like the murder hornets is like letter J. <laughs> right. In the year of 2020. Where there's like literal like insects that are murdering creatures. <laughs> like, right. well, that's not a big news story. Right. Um, so, yeah. If you need to eat cake for breakfast, eat cake for breakfast. If you need to not move from your couch, don't move from your couch. If you're just walking around in circles because that's the only way you feel <laughs> not anxious, cool. Like walk around in circles. Yeah. Take care of you however you need to. Love yourself, love your people. And hopefully this will be over sooner rather than later. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today um, for what I hope was at the very least a helpful angry rant mm -hmm. um, that gave you hopefully some new perspective um, and new ideas of how we can all make this a better place when this election is over. Yeah. If you enjoyed the episode, please share with a friend, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I was about to say iTunes, but that's so outdated of me. I can't. Oh, I was like, it's gone. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I don't know. It, it's the same thing with like the New York City bridges. Like it's not the Ed, Ed Koch bridge. It's a right. bridge. Right. Anyway, you can also connect with us on social media at Viva Wellness NYC. Oh, and Spotify. You can also leave us a rating and review on Spotify. <laughs> I knew there was another big one I was forgetting. Hope you have a good rest of your day and we hope you will join us next time. Bye.